Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to the sanctuary of Quest Church. We're going to have an incredible time tonight, and the Lord is going to speak to you in a very prophetic and prolific way. You know, I'm very thankful for what God is doing at Quest Church, and if you weren't here this past Sunday, we missed you. And we hope you can make it this Sunday at 9 or 1030, and if you choose to stay at home because of any uh, health reasons or whatever it may be, hey, just know we support you, and we are in your corner. It's all good. But if you would like to come, we have two services, again, one at 9 and one at 1030. Our church online is just growing in a phenomenal way. So we welcome all of you that watch us faithfully and are committed to these online services. Thank you for your commitment and your giving. Your sacrifice is proving true to your success. Today, Randy, I did a two-hour interview with uh, Bishop George Bloomer. Praise God. About a book that I wrote years ago <laughs> called The Wall. And um, if you would like to purchase that, we'll go ahead and do that. I'll just throw that in there. Yeah, you know there what you I'm go. saying? Yeah, we'll go to rickhawkins.org, and you can, you can pick that book up. The Blessing, the book The Blessing, is coming out at the end of the month. It is uh, just, I just finished writing it, and it's going to print. It went to print today. So it'll be That's available awesome. either the first week of July or the last week of June. Sweet. But because I was, did that two-hour thing today, my brother's in town, and uh, he pastored for 10 years. He's got an anointing on his life, a unique call that is specifically him. And I love that, that God uses us, right, in our own measure in Metron. And I love to hear you preach, Randy. You're an incredible you. preacher. Appreciate it. So I asked him. If he wouldn't mind just stepping in tonight and doing some preaching for us. So, Randy, the people are ready to receive. Amen. I want you guys to be saying amen, bring it, uh, Randy, all that stuff. Hit those thumbs and hearts and share this. Somebody's going to be blessed tonight. We love you, brother. Love you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. I just want to say thank you, man. I, I just appreciate you letting me come tonight and be here with you. And uh, I want to say thank you to Bishop Rick Hawkins, my brother. And Giovanna Hawkins, the first lady of the house, and praise team here is phenomenal. The staff, uh, Pastor Josh, Pastor Christian, the elders of the church here. And, man, I tell you, it's been such a warm welcome and uh, with everyone here at the Quest Church. So welcome to Quest Church tonight. And I wanted to just give you a little bit of background. He gave you a little bit about my background. And, yes, I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We grew up there. And... Um, we went to school in a little old town there called Baker, Louisiana. Uh, went to Bible college. After that, ended up pastoring for 10 years. Went back to the private sector for a little while into the nuclear field and then retired recently. So um, just a little bit of background about, about me, and I'll tell you a little bit about a couple of other guys down in Louisiana, these Cajun guys down there called Thibodeau and Boudreaux. You may have heard of them. If you haven't, I'm going to tell you a little something about those two guys. But Thibodeau and Boudreaux, man, they were talking about prayer. And Boudreaux looked at Thibodeau and he said, what do you know about prayer? He says, man, I know everything about prayer. He says, I know the Lord's Prayer. He said, you know the Lord's Prayer? He said, yeah, I know the Lord's Prayer. He said, can you quote the Lord's Prayer? He said, you know I can quote the Lord's Prayer. He said, I bet you $5 you can't quote the Lord's Prayer. Thibodeau said, now I lay me down to sleep. Pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake. Pray the Lord my soul to take. And Thibodeau, Boudreaux looked at Thibodeau and he went, 
Man, I didn't know you knew that that good and gave me five dollars. The Lord's Prayer. I want to talk to you a little bit about prayer tonight. I want to talk to you on a subject, if you'll allow me to, for a few minutes tonight, on the secret place. There's a secret place that God takes us to. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, but when you, the scripture says, if you have your Bibles, you can look there with me tonight. If you don't, I'm going to read it to you. But when you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. I wish somebody would say that with me tonight, in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. In the secret place. Can we pray for just a second? Father, in Jesus' name, we just ask for the anointing of God to be with us tonight. Everyone listening, Lord God, I ask the anointing of Jesus Christ to touch our life tonight. Somebody needs to know tonight, Lord, about the secret place, your secret place, Lord God, because you're in a secret place, Lord, and we need to know where you're at, Father, so we can get to you, Lord, and hear what you have to say. We want our rewards to be open, Father God. In Jesus' name, touch everyone listening, Lord. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 32, verse 22, down through verses 32. I'm going to read a portion of scripture here, and I want to talk to you for a few minutes about Jacob. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives and two female servants and his 11 sons, and he crossed the ford of the Jabbok. Verse 23 says, and after he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all of his possessions. Verse 24, so Jacob was left alone, and the man wrestled with him until daybreak. I want to say that again. So Jacob was left alone. So Jacob was left alone. I wish somebody would say, Jacob was left alone. Jacob had a purpose. He had a purpose in sending everybody on a cross. He had a purpose in sending his wives and his sons and all of his possessions on a cross because he had an issue with a brother. He had an issue that happened 20 years ago. And he knew he was going to have to deal with this issue because he knew he was going to be confronted with this issue down the road. He knew that somewhere down the road, it wasn't going to be too far down the road, he was going to have to deal with this issue he's got with his brother named Esau. So listen to me now. In verse 25, and the man said, let me go. For it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Somebody said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? And Jacob answered. He answered the man and he said, my name is Jacob. And then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Because you have struggled with God, with humans, and you have overcome and Jacob said, please tell, you, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask me my name? And then he blessed him. He blessed Jacob. And so Jacob called that place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face. Somebody say, I saw God face to face. And that yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip because of the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. 
so Jacob wrestling with this man, this angel, the, wrestling with God. I've I, I got a picture in my mind that Jacob sends everybody across the creek, across the stream, and he gets into his secret place. He gets into that secret place that Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 6. And he went in deep into that secret place and he got a hold of God and he wouldn't turn God loose. And the Bible says that he saw that he could not, that God could not overpower him. Because he had enough strength in him, he wasn't going to let go. There was something that Jacob needed and he wasn't going to turn God loose until he got what he needed. Can you hear me this tonight? The secret place. The first thing I want you to see tonight, there's two things I want you to see. The first is the second spiritual encounter of Jacob's life. His first encounter was at a place called Bethel. His second encounter was at a place called Jabbok. Jacob met God at Bethel. At Bethel, Jacob saw a vision. In Bethel, Jacob saw a ladder and he saw angels ascending and descending, carrying messages up and bringing messages down. But at, Jab, at Jabcock, he saw the Lord. At Jabbok, he saw the Lord. At Bethel, Jacob became a believer. But at Jabbok, Jacob was broken. At Bethel, Jacob became a son. But at Jabbok, he became a saint. At Bethel, Jacob died to his sins. But at Jabbok, he died to himself. At Bethel, Jacob left there with a skip in his step. He left there stepping high, but at Jabbok, he left there with a limp. I wish I could get somebody to hear me tonight. I want you to understand something about the secret place. Every person listening to me tonight needs to understand something. We all need to go to a Bethel. We all need to experience a Bethel. And at Bethel, the angels are bringing down messages. And sending up messages. At Bethel is where you know that you met the Lord. It was at Bethel that Jacob said, surely the Lord is in this place. It was at Bethel that Jacob realized that he was with God. He realized he had met God. He saw a vision of the angels of God. He knew that God was in that place. You should know the date that you met the Lord, 1976 in a little town called Baker, Louisiana. My Bethel, your Bethel, our Bethel together that night, 1976 took place when we met Jesus and accepted him into our lives, and it changed us forever. You need to know your experience. You need to remember that experience, that Bethel experience. Bethel will get you to heaven. When you go to the cross when you go to Jesus and you give your life to him, if you've never given your life to the Lord, let me encourage you tonight, give your life to Jesus. It don't make any difference what you go through. It don't matter what happens to you. God's got a hold of you. You accept the Lord Jesus Christ. He is your foundation, and he will walk you through everything that you need to go through. I wish somebody, I wish I had some witnesses in here tonight. I'm telling you right now that every person listening to me tonight needs to have a Bethel experience. And then I want you to see that every person listening to me tonight needs to have a Jabbok experience. Bethel will get you ready for heaven, but Jabbok will get you ready to face the world. God cannot use you until he breaks you. God has to break you before he can use you. It took Jacob 20 years to realize 
that he was no good. Even though he saw the vision, even though he had given himself to God, even though he was a son of God, it took him 20 years before he could get himself to a place where he could face a real storm. He couldn't face a real storm in the stance that he was in and in the circumstances he was in and in the place he was in with God because God had never broke him yet. God cannot use you until he breaks you. Some of you and some of us can't praise God right now because of things going on. Things going on, we can't even worship God because we're so caught up in everything that's going on. Because you haven't been broken once you get into that secret place, if you can find yourself in that secret place and get into that secret place and let God break you, he can fill you with his love, his joy, his peace, his contentment. Help me somebody. Some of us are still filled with pride. Some of us still filled with that attitude. Like Jacob. You have to be broken. And once you're broken at Jabbok, and you have that Jabbok experience, you realize something. You've got to be alone to do it. It's good to be with folks, but sometimes every now and then you've got to just break away from that and get by yourself. Sometimes you've got to turn things off. We live in a time, can I say this? You live in a time right now, we're living in a time where people cannot stand to be alone. They can't stand to be by themselves for a minute. Jacob was about to meet his brother Esau, whom he had tricked and whom he had misused 20 years ago. And he knew he was about to meet him, and he wasn't ready for that storm, and he knew he wasn't ready for that storm until he got himself into a place to where he was going to be alone, where he could pray his way through and get that blessing from God so that when he faced that storm of his brother, he would be able to walk with it. He would be able to carry it. And if he knew if he could get into that secret place, he would get the favor of God on his life enough to where when he met that storm, he would have favor from God and God would bless him with his brother Esau. Jacob was about to meet Esau. And if you want to see change in your life, if you want to see things start to change, you got to find a place, a secret place. You got to get into that secret place. We live in a time when people cannot stand to be alone. But you know, sometimes in Facebook is great. We're using it right now and what a tool it is and thank God for it. But you know, sometimes in the mornings when we wake up, the first thing we do is we grab that telephone to see what's going on on Facebook. We'll grab that telephone and we'll see what's going on on Instagram. We'll grab that telephone and see what's going on on Twitter. Or we'll turn that TV on and see what's going on in the news. But you know what? I think sometimes if we would just leave that phone alone and fall out on our knees and crawl up in that prayer closet and get into that secret place and seek him for just a few minutes, I'm telling you right now, people are scared to be alone. And the reason they're scared to be alone is because when you're alone, you have to face yourself. You have to face God and you have to face yourself and you have to look at yourself and say, Lord, I'm naked before you right now. I wish you'd hit them thumbs and hearts, and I wish you'd tell somebody to share this tonight because somebody needs to know about the secret place. Do you ever find yourself wanting to just be alone? Do you ever find yourself where you just kind of want to turn the TV off, turn your phone off, just shut everything off, get by yourself for a minute? Tune the whole world out. Turn the news media off for a minute. I'm not saying you, I'm not talking about getting rid of your 
your electronics. I'm talking about, I'm talking about just turn it off for a minute and listen to what Jesus has to say to you. Turn it off for a second and just, and just concentrate on him for a minute. Enter into that secret place and let him speak to you. Sometimes we need to get alone with God. Can somebody hear me tonight? I think when I, when I look at it, sometimes I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, this is one of the reasons we have an issue with trying to deal with storms in our lives. Sometimes we just need to get alone. Have you ever been in that place where you just don't feel like praising God? You ever been in that place where sometimes you just feel like, I just don't have it today, man. Sometimes I just, I feel human, you know. Sometimes it just feels like I'm not that super Christian that, that I should be. Or maybe you are that person. Maybe, maybe you know, you might be that, that Christian person that screaming at the kids and all of a sudden the phone rings and you answer that phone. It's like, praise the Lord, what's happening? <laughs> Listen to me, we all go through things, right? We all got stuff going on. But I'm telling you right now, you ever have days in your life where you feel like, I'm just not that super Christian today. Some days I just feel human. Let me tell you something. I was thinking about C. Austin Miles when he wrote this. He had to be in a, he had had to been in a secret place when he wrote this because he said it like this. And he had to have everything shut off. 1913. He didn't have all them electronics, right? He says, I come to that garden alone while the dew is still on the roses. And the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. And the joy I share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. He speaks in the sound of his voice. Listen to this. Listen to the poetic words that God gave this man in that secret place. And he speaks in the sound of his voice. is so sweet the birds hush their singing. And the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing. I'd say to the garden, I'd stay in the garden with him, though the night around me be fallen. But he bids me go through the voice of woe. His voice to me is calling. And Jesus said, but you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees what's in the secret place will reward you openly. We need to sometimes get off of Facebook and get our face in the book. Are you with me? Sometimes we just need to turn it off for a second, just a second. Just give him a minute. Just give God a minute. Put your face in his book. Listen to me tonight. Listen to me tonight. We need to go into that room. We need to close that door. We need to get into that secret place. Sometimes we just want to find ourselves alone, just you and God and nobody else. When your soul is weary and you need to find God, when your soul is weary, you don't need Facebook. When your soul is weary, you don't need Instagram. When your soul is weary, you don't need Twitter. When your soul is weary, you don't need alcohol. When your soul is weary, you don't need drugs. When your soul is weary, you don't need sex. When your soul is weary, you need a Savior. You need somebody that can take you by the hand and walk you through your dilemma. 
When my burden is heavy, I don't need to hold somebody's hand. I just need to hold his hand. And you will never see circumstances change until we spend time with God. You will never be all the Christian you can be until you spend time alone with God. Sometimes we need to just turn it off, right? Turn off that TV, turn off that cell phone, turn off that computer, get in that secret place. I wish somebody could hear me tonight. I hope this is blessing you. I'm just going to be a few more minutes, but I want you to just reach out and share this with somebody if you would tonight. Somebody needs to know that they need to be in that secret place. Listen, you will never know what God's plans are for your life until you get alone with him. Until you get in that secret place with him. Until you have that Jabbok experience. Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Isn't that great? I mean, God already knows the plans he has for us. When God got Jacob alone, Jacob had to deal with who he was. Jacob had to deal with who he is. And so God asked him, he said, what's your name? He said, my name is Jacob. You ought to ask somebody sometime, what's your name? Not the name that you was given by birth, but what's your name? What's your, what's your spiritual name? What's your spiritual name? Jacob. 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 When you speak that name, it brings up a history. When you speak that name, Jacob, it brings up the background history of who he is. Well, who was Jacob? Well, Jacob was a crook. Jacob was a sinner. Jacob was a supplanter. Jacob was a liar. Jacob was a swindler. Jacob was a manipulator. I'm just like Jacob. I've been just like Jacob. I've been there. I've been there. I've been a crook. I've been a sinner. I've been a liar. I've been a supplanter in my life. I've been a swindler. I've been a manipulator. I've been a Jacob. I've had a Jacob living in me. I am just like Jacob sometimes. And if the truth be told, you are too. Every one of us has a Jacob living in us. You may have had your Bethel experience, but you need to have a Jabbok experience because that Jabbok experience will set you free. When you come out of that Jabbok experience, you're going to come out with a different talk. You're going to come out with a different walk. You're not going to look the same. You're not going to smell the same. You're not going to act the same. You're going to be different because Jesus has changed your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we have to deal with the Jacob in us. When we go into that secret place and we're exposed ourselves before God, sometimes we just got to take the mask off. We stand naked before him. We say, Lord, look at us. Look at me, Lord. It's just you and me now. Get that ego off me, Lord. Deliver me from this pride in my life. Get this arrogance off of me, Jesus. Jacob was all alone with him, but it prepared him for his walk. I know when Esau saw him coming, he had to know, that's my brother Jacob, but he don't look the same. He don't look like that guy I knew 20 years ago. He ain't got that arrogance about him like he had years ago. I don't see that pride in his life like he had at one time. I don't see him running around, acting like he did before. He's got a different walk about him. 
Something's happened. What happened? God touched him. Have you ever been in so much pain or so much trouble that you couldn't sleep and all you could do is just turn, toss and turn and pray all night long? That's what Jacob was doing when he was by himself. He was wrestling with God. He couldn't sleep. He had to wrestle, and he wrestled with God all night long. We need to stop asking God to bless what we're doing and start doing what God has already blessed us to do. We need to stop calling our sins mistakes and just call them what they are. Until you've been into that secret place, that Jabbok experience, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't understand unless you've been into that secret place. You don't know. You don't know what a, you don't know like I know. You don't know my story. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know the tears that I've shed. You don't know the prayers that I've prayed. You don't know how long I've had to fast. You don't know how long I've had to stay up and cry all night and cry out to God for deliverance of things that's going on around my life or in my life or things that's going on through me. But when you get into that secret place, he brought me up from a mighty way. He pulled me up out of the muck and the mire. Can somebody help me in here this morning, tonight? I'm telling you, he opens doors that were slammed in my face. He prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He walks with me, he talks with me, and he tells me I'm his own. The Lord is my light. He is my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? I know that I know that I know that I know that Jesus brought me to a different place when I left Jabbok. When I left that secret place, I had a different walk in my life. I had a different talk in my mouth. In time of trouble, he shall hide me. Things in this world are not going to change until we get into that Secret place with him. If we want to see change, change, if we want to see change in our lives, we need to see Jesus face to face. Are you ready? Are you ready to go to the secret place? It had been 20 years for Jacob. It took him 20 years to get there. God is changing me. God is working on me. God is working on you. Let me just say this and I'm going to close. If you want change in your life, when you get into the secret place, we need change within ourselves. We need changes. You may need change in your spouse. You may need change in your significant other. You may need change in your family. You may need change in the government. We do need change in the government. We need change in our country. We need change. We need for people to change. We need to see change in our country right now. And so we need to pray in our secret place. And that's all I've come to tell you tonight. I just come to ask you if you can get into that secret place. Take a few minutes and turn everything off and surrender it all to him. Just take a few minutes and turn it off and say, Lord, I'm standing here, Lord. It's just me and you. It's just me and you. I want to thank you for letting me share with you tonight. I'm going to ask my brother to come back up. I love you. God bless you. Bishop Rick. And I know that the Lord has spoken to you tonight through this incredible word. You know, it's interesting. We were sheltered in place and quarantined, and now suddenly the streets are flooded with people in a moment. And I want to encourage you to pull away, as Pastor Randy said tonight, pull back 
Get alone with yourself and stop looking at everyone else and look deep within yourself and ask God, what can be changed in me? Great men in Scripture changed when they were by themselves. Jacob is one. Elijah is another. Elijah by himself in a cave heard God in a still, small voice. Jesus, in solitary confinement, located in a wilderness, alone, learned to walk with his father that he never knew before then. And I encourage you, take time to get alone and get face-to-face. Start looking at the man in the mirror and not the man outside your window. All right. So tonight we speak life to you. Yes. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, give him your heart right yes. now. Yes, Lord. And your life will never be the same again. Old things will pass away and all things will become new. Father, we thank you for thank this you. night and this word. We receive it. You have dealt with us tonight. And now we will walk it out. We will walk the change out. Thank you for dealing with us individually tonight. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. 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 God bless you. Please continue to be faithful in your giving and your commitment to Quest Church and its ministries. Success to you and success to the kingdom of God.